So we are going to something that we think is slightly different uh, today. Because it hasn't quite been resolved in my mind. You might have heard bits and pieces of it. You've heard it all over the media and so on and so forth. Now, we have heard all the stories of what's going on with regards to uh, the SA Tourism and Tottenham Hotspurs and one billion rands. Yesterday I said a billion dollars. It would have been something else if it had been a billion dollars. And I wanted to try and understand what does it mean to sponsor sports as an organization or as a corporate uh, and what are the challenges of a true marketing experience. So I've got someone, she's an award-winning marketeer. She's the chief of marketing and corporate affairs at Hollard Insurance, Heidi Brower. Heidi, as always, it's a real delight to have you on the line. Thanks so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Heidi, you know, you and I chatted yesterday to try and get some insight into this. And the reason I was trying to get some insight is I was trying to get really what does it mean to market something like an organization? So what does it mean to market SA Tourism, which is trying to ostensibly market tourism in this country? And you brought out some really interesting points. I wonder if you could start with what is the point of departure if we talk about this particular story? One billion rands going to sponsor Tottenham Hotspurs. As Hollard, you guys have sponsored a, a, a sporting team, a soccer team. But what what does it take to market something like that? Well, um, Michelle, there's so many thoughts and I'm going to try and organize them. I suppose I could be a little provocative or, or just get the thinking juices flowing by saying it takes three times more than you think it's going to take in terms of money um, to, to, to get a sponsorship to work for you. So have that in mind as I, as I kind of share a few thoughts. So, so let's just, just all, let's, so let's just clarify yeah. that. So okay. what you're saying is if I put 10 Rand into sponsoring, um, to marketing Indosh, our producer, I need another 30 Rand to make sure that everybody knows that, I'm, that that marketing is happening. Yeah, so, so what happens is that um, a, a company or a rights holder approaches a brand, say like me, and says, would you like to sponsor this uh, particular team or this uh, event or something, which allows me to borrow equity for my brand from that event or from that person, because I can sponsor a person, um, and, and it comes with a price ticket. And that's the ticket, uh, the price ticket for uh, the ability to put my logo on that property. And that I pay to the rights holder. And say that is one rand. We have learned this conventional wisdom, you know, it may go up or down a little bit, but you need about three to one to be able to leverage that right um, that you have bought um, access to. So you've bought the sponsorship privilege for a rand, but now you need to activate it because all I've done so far is bought the ability um, to put my logo somewhere. I haven't had events to support it. I haven't put digital marketing campaigns together. I haven't put billboards up to say we proudly support uh, whoever we're sponsoring or whatever we're sponsoring. Uh, we haven't invited people and had hospitality. Uh, we haven't done um, um, focused product digital marketing campaigns to associate our product with that property. So um, 
whether you argue three to one is right or, or not, it is in the region of at least two or three to one. So when someone comes to me and says, oh, it's not a lot of money, I'm always multiplying by three before I think if I can afford it or not. So okay. that's one point. Yeah. Okay, Heidi, this is what I want to do. We need to go to a break. And when I want to come back from the break, let's go past that particular point and go to the mm. second one. At SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. So I suppose you could call it uh, Spurs Gate. You could call it SA Tourism Gate, uh, whichever one you like. A billion rand purportedly going to Tottenham Hotspurs and uh, plenty of commentary around it. And so we thought, let's try and really understand it from the mind of a marketer on the line with us. We have a marketer. She is an award-winning marketer. She's the chief marketing and corporate affairs officer at Hollard Insurance. And of course, we know that Hollard in the past has sponsored Kaiser Chiefs as well. So there's some expertise in that particular space. Heidi, you said uh, first and foremost, you spoke of the conventional three-to-one marketing wisdom that you might put one rand into the sponsorship, but you may need another two to three rants to then market that sponsorship and make sure that the value is correctly used. What else do you think one needs to think about with regards to this particular uh, conversation? Um, So Michelle, you need to think of a few other things. First of all, um, what's the marketing objective? Um, You know, so what do you want to get out of it? Are you, are you, so I've got a beautiful funnel that I use that says, I can't make people buy my brand if they're not aware of my brand. So you have to take people through a funnel um, that says, I know who the brand is and what it stands for, which is becoming more and more important these days. I know what they sell, and then I want what they, what they sell, and I have a great experience when I've purchased it. So people have to be flowed, I suppose, bad English, through that funnel. So the question is always, is what's the objective of my marketing activity? Am I just building awareness of my brand or do I want people to buy my brand? So what it looks like in this instance is if you want people to come to the country, that's a purchase decision, right? And, And I worry that this kind of sponsorship is really an awareness building. It's a top of the funnel activity, very much awareness building. Um, which then needs to have other activities supporting it to take people through the conversion funnel so they'll actually come to the country. Hmm. In addition, you need to make sure you're talking to the right people. So you don't want to um, preach to the converter, to the choir, right? So am I going to a market that has the potential of, um, of buying my product? Or, 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 and, and, or do they already know about my product? So, you know, I'm no, I'm no soccer guru at all. I've only just learned what offside means. But um, do, does this market already travel to South Africa and should we be focusing elsewhere? So I suppose, you know, with, with that in mind, the question is spending a third of the marketing budget, of the budget, I'm not really clear, and obviously I'm not inside that organization, on what is, feels like a top-of-the-funnel activity for me, plus still leverage, plus still conversion, um, in a market that seems to be a market that travels already to the country, it's all, it's all a little weird. And that's without the accompanying weirdness that we haven't even spoken a little bit about yet. Heidi, I know that you feel quite strongly. I mean, there's been an argument uh, in some of the media saying 
this is a billion rand and this billion rand could be used for this, could be used for that. But you, um, one of the things you mentioned to me was that this billion rand should be used for the function that it should be used, which is to market South Africa. So this idea that, no, it should be used rather to fix potholes or it should be used for health, etc., is is something quite different. 100%. And, and you know, I see that in any organization I work in uh, where I've looked after marketing, is that um, you, marketing's responsibility is to profile the organization so that people can, um, can purchase what it offers. And SA Tourism has a mandate to do just that. Other government departments, so in any organization, the IT people must do their IT work and the, and the legal people must do their work and the marketing people must do their work. I think we mustn't confuse things by thinking that you should redirect money from um, marketing the organization, which is marketing the destination of South Africa, to, to doing other people's work. The mandate is clear, and the mandate has been, and the, and the and the funds have been allocated for that piece of work. I do not agree that we should solve the other problems of the country with a budget allocated to do a very important piece of work. The question is, is it being adequately utilised for the for the um, piece of work? And you know, South Africans are. Uh, look, I'll tell you one other thing. Everybody's a marketer, so everybody's got an opinion always about marketing stuff, weirdly. These days, we're all experts about potholes and, and power generation too, um, but I've, I strongly believe that it should be spent where it was intended to be spent, but it's the how that's the issue and all the smelly stuff on the side. You know, in a mood that we have now where we've got trust issues, accountability issues, ethics issues, um, I think the thing that we shouldn't mess around with is the mandate. Yeah. Heidi, you as uh, the company you work with now have, in fact, been a sponsor of um, Kaiser Chiefs over a period of time in the past. Tell us what that experience, what were the learnings from that that perhaps could be taken in this particular situation? You know, I'm so glad you've asked me that, Michelle, because I, I had to reflect. And in fact, when we, um, I wasn't around when that initial deal was done. But at the time, Hollard was a small little loan brand um, that needed uh, its brand to be bigger, um, more well-recognized in uh, the markets that it had identified, right? And um, a great way to do that, a very um, efficient way to do that, is through sponsorship. Um, uh, Rob Fleming, who used to be the, the chief of sponsorship at SA Breweries, brilliantly described sponsorship as borrowing equity from another brand. And that's what Hollard did with Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs was huge and much bigger than we were. And by being associated with them, we borrowed equity from them, which meant with us on their sleeve, we gained um, huge awareness. And that's what I was saying. Awareness is the top of the funnel activity. Um, see Hollard, but then the rest of the business has to do the job of work to make people aware of what Hollard stands for. We have to market our products. We have to sell our products. A lot of work. So we couldn't have put a third or a half of our budget just into sponsoring Kaiser Chiefs. That wouldn't have done the job of work for us. So so if we draw the parallel, um, being a sponsor of a soccer team as a country, I think, again, is the top of the funnel. You're making people aware. Are you making the right people aware? And then do you have the funds to 
leverage and turn that, convert that into visits. And I don't have line of sight into the, the um, you know, I can't, can't judge her too much because I haven't seen inside this strategy. But from a parallel point of view, borrowing equity is good. Converting is where the, the rubber hits the road. So, Adi, we need to go to our second break. And when we come back, what I'd like to talk to you about is this idea of sports marketing and what would happen, for example, if instead of us supporting um, Tottenham Hotspurs, what would have, what would be a different way of thinking about it? And perhaps if we put our money into South African sports, which is traveling overseas. So I'll talk to you about that a bit more in a moment. Michelle Constant on SAFM. It's 8.51. We're chatting to Heidi Brower from Hollard Insurance. She is their chief marketing officer and also corporate affairs as well. And we're talking about the idea of um, how we sponsor sports and what are some of the challenges. Heidi, you know, you talk about this idea of awareness. And I was thinking about the fact that a couple of years back, quite a while back when I was in India, um, there were all these kids playing cricket in the streets and the one kid came over to me and said, oh, where are you from? And I said, South Africa. And he was going, Hansi Kronje, Hansi Kronje. <laughs> and like scream. I mean, those were the days I think when Hansi was still um, uh, in the green and not in the red, so to speak. Mm. And I start just when this whole issue now has come out, I started to think, is there not value for them to say, let's put a chunk of money into cricket, into rugby, into all the sports that are traveling? Because you then start to mix the market up. You're not simply focusing on a UK market with a certain amount of eyesight. You could be focusing on um, India. You could be focusing in Asia as well. And you you might then be able to sell something which is South African excellence as opposed to UK excellence. Does that make – is that a possibility? Yeah, you know, you're making me think so much, and it's such great thoughts. You know, one of the things – this is not about Hollard, but we sponsor the Sports Industry Awards. So every year I've been privileged to judge – um, oh, 30, 40, 50, 60 upwards entries mm. um, of brilliant um, case studies of brands and sports bodies, um, sports properties partnering to do great things. So I've seen some like pretty inventive stuff, even though I'm not a sports um, uh, fundy at all. But you're making me think, and I tell you what, um, what is often difficult, what happens, I think, is that buying a sports sponsorship what I call off the menu, is it can be a very seductive thing for a brand because it's so easy. They come to you with a shiny um, sports team or, or sports property, whether it's a, a tournament or something, um, tell you all the, give you lots of numbers and tell you, um, you know, with starry, and you've got starry eyes, how easy it will be to reach audiences. But typically there's very little room for creativity and innovation. You buy off the menu and it will give you, 10 tickets to the game, um, your logo on this, on them, and, and, that's, and you buy it. And it, it's seductive because usually the team is big and shiny. Um, the solution is easy, seems easy. But there's no room for what South Africans are best at, um, creativity, inventiveness, showing our heart and soul. That thing with Hansi, that I had the same experience too in India with the cricket, where they just, the, the passion and the love, um, and bringing our soul and our personality, I think, is what we need to do. So I suppose I start with, you know, imagining um, some of the creative works that I've seen uh, about stories about the Springboks, how people feel about our, our, our Springbok um, players, 
um, the cricketers, the women's sports. Um, and what about bringing competition, stimulating competition here and bring uh, there and bringing it here? Um, so I suppose the questions always are, who do we want to reach? Um, how can we build? Um, how can we build the nation at the same time? Is it sports? And I'm really not a guru at this, and I'm I'm spitballing and dreaming here on this Sunday morning with only one cup of coffee and tea. <laughs> um, can we nation build at the same time by having um, um, destination sports activities here, um, which could be a more active um, kind of thing? I, I really think the, the seductiveness of ordering off the menu a big ticket item and feeling like it will solve all your problems really can be a problem. Whereas we could be so more inventive by saying, what are our assets? As you say, in the days of, of well, even today, Sia and his team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sia and Faf, what assets we have. Yeah. How can we use our own assets to leverage our own um, country in a way in an inventive way. And gee, do we have creative minds um, in, in marketing and sports marketing um, that could create something instead of ordering off the menu? Those are just simple. It's funny that you mentioned Sia because I just read an amazing interview with him in The Guardian, Sia Colisi, and the journalist who wrote it was then tweeted about the article and was just raving about Sia Kulisi and about how what what an amazing ambassador he was for South Africa and just really, really just going off about it. And it made me think, wow, here is such a great opportunity that, that may well have been missed. I always think as well, though, with sports, one of the challenges is you can sponsor a team, but if that team is losing or if they're just not making yeah. the grade, it can't be very good for your brand. No, and that's always the risk. You know, we talk about now um, – what do we talk about? What do they call them? No, I can't think. Um, but um, having ambassadors, having brand ambassadors, is yep. always a dangerous thing. And we, there are no, numerous case studies of uh, when brand ambassadors went bad. You can think of there's been there been golfers that have done bad things that then have been yeah. there've been runners, there've been all sorts of people, spokespeople for out for insurance companies, all sorts of things. And now we have. Um, Influencers is the latest thing. Influencers are really just digital brand ambassadors. Both yeah. teams are the same thing. It's a, you, and you throw all your eggs in one basket, which for me is another worry about this scenario. Not only are we saying we only want people who watch sports, what about me? You're not reaching me if I was sitting in, uh, in um, France or, or somewhere. And I'm not a sports watcher, but I'm a prospective visitor. This, the, the other thing about this deal, it feels like really so many eggs in one basket. Um, which which is makes a makes a marketing strategy really vulnerable. Mm. Um, you know. uh, I, I suppose. I mean, I'm just thinking about it in closing. If we think about the the pillars for SA tourism, there's like wildlife is one pillar. The other one is um, city life. The other one is beautiful. Uh, landscape, so like the beach, etc. The other one is nightlife, and the other one is cultural roots and and cultural roots. And then I think there's business tourism as well. The problem is is that there isn't sports tourism in that. So if you are a fan mm. of soccer yeah. and you're watching uh, Tottenham Hotspurs, you may not be going. Well, this is the country I want to go to. You might rather want to go to Spain so that you can see Real Madrid and see yeah, where they exactly. train and that kind of thing. It's actually interesting you say that because I hadn't thought about that before. And as we say, you know, everybody's a marketer and everybody's got an opinion on my brand. 
when I was at Kalula, people had an opinion on that brand. Yeah. But but it's 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 really good to to you know to think about this. It's it's enriching and stimulating. In in fact, I was in Spain recently, and we did a city bus hop on and hop off tour, and you stop at the whichever the stadium is called. And I'm not a soccer person, so people were beside themselves with excitement. Also, we are not a soccer nation. So the association of South Africa with soccer, I think, is weak, actually. Well, only because Bafana Bafana is a bit like... Fair to say, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we are a soccer nation. We've got loads of people who love soccer. Yes, but but not internationally. Yeah, okay. I think you should be putting your money into women's soccer. Come on, that's, it's the biggest growing brand in the world. Feels yeah, to me, I'm yeah. lying. I'm just, I'm everybody's a marketer, but I would <laughs> love to see women's soccer sponsored in a far greater way. I mean, those women are just doing unbelievable yeah, stuff. Absolutely, and brilliant ambassadors. Yeah. So let's watch that one, Heidi. A fascinating conversation. Let's see where this story takes us. I think it, as you mentioned, deviates into all sorts of uh, different. It's like a viral strand, which just moves in various different ways as well. Yeah. Heidi Brower, thanks for making up uh, on uh, an early Sunday morning. We appreciate that, Heidi Brower, giving us some insights into how we look at marketing and sports marketing. She's the chief marketing and corporate affairs officer at Hollard Insurance. Nine o'clock. Time for the news. Good morning.